It, it's the the adapter. I had to get a. I got a few of those. Like we're recording, by the way. Cool. Is this the podcast? This is. Have you we checked James's voice? No, we haven't checked. It. We haven't checked my voice. No. How's that? Good, good. Give me, give me some talking. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that throat clearing shit that Mike was doing, but yeah, the, uh, I'll keep talking a little bit until you figure this out. Is that good? How's he sound? Oh, it's not called figuring it out anymore. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you gotta, it totally isn't. You gotta figure a way to incorporate dizzy street talk, um, in a non-intended usage. Just, yeah, just if that ever comes out randomly. Yeah, fuck. I think we're good. Cool. Cool. <clears throat> It's weird me not being able to hear. I just got one headphone set on. We're doing this. Uh, would what would you call this setup? How are we running this? Portably? Uh, yeah, portable. More portable than a laptop. Laptop free. Portable in a in a fucking um, permanent studio. Is this uh, this isn't considered analog recording, is it? It's still digital recording. Uh, actually, it's analog to digital. And that's what we do when we do in the laptop. Yeah, pretty it's much. XLR. What if it was USB directly? What is what what is just digital? Well, it's all everything we're doing and everything we have done is digital. Cool. Because it's not going to tape, so it's all digital. Cool. Do you think you're getting bark in your ear? We'll let it go for another couple minutes and then we'll figure it out. Probably. But it, yeah. Um. Cool. Well, James Finn is here, our second guest. Yeah, second hey, guest. <laughs> Welcome. Was this episode twelve? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, James, uh, actually just got done doing, where, where were you just at? Uh, I was in Austin, Texas. And you were there, were you there just to like explore the food of the area? Uh, like 90%. Yeah. And you picked the location because of that or because it's a cool city you wanted to visit too, or, um, yeah, so mostly like when, when I take my foodcations and yes, I, I call them foodcations yeah. because I'm strictly just going there to eat like i just try to figure out like you know what kind of food is available um you know ease of travel from like uh, where i'm at and like cost associated and stuff like i'm very budget i'm very cheap yeah <laughs> just any any city um yeah pretty much any city i've been to uh, uh charleston recently um about this time last year um i went to uh charlotte but uh I ate a lot there, but it wasn't really, like, um, so much just for food. Yeah. Like, I went there because uh, they've got a, a theme park there called Carowinds. Uh, like roller Carowinds. coasters. Carowinds. Never heard of that. Yeah, Carowinds, uh, Carowinds is actually pretty cool because, uh, um, like, it's got, like, 12 or 14 roller coasters. And um, the park itself actually splits North Carolina and South Carolina. Like, as you're just walking around, there's, like, a solid line through the amusement park, so you can... I've never heard of it. Yeah. Just don't don't take drugs with Have you. Have you ever heard of it? No. Carrigans. That sounds cool. Carowinds. 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 Like, Carolina Winds. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love amusement parks. I went to... Um, Fuck yeah, dude. Cedar Point for, like, four days. Is that in Ohio, the one in Ohio? Yeah. That's, like, the big boy, right? Dude, funny you say that. I was too big of a boy to ride some of the rides. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That was like the first summer I started losing weight, and there were like three rides I could not ride. No shit. Yeah, I thought that was a little odd, though, because one of them it seemed like I was a little too tall for. What, were you too tall or too wide? 
You know, it's one of those things, it's deceiving. Sometimes it looks like it's too tall, but if there was less girth of you, you shockingly can fit into things that you couldn't before that you thought were more height-based. Like, I'd be shocked if I'm too tall to ride a certain roller coaster. I mean, I'm only 6'2". So I feel like they would make roller coasters like maybe six above six four you might run into problems, but I don't know why they would plan for a six two guy to not be able to ride a ride, like a newer roller coaster. Did you feel fat shamed? Um, it was a little embarrassing. Have you you've have you ever had anything like that happen? Like no. not be able to have something fit on you that it's supposed to and it's like an embarrassing moment? Mm, just trying on clothes as a younger lad. Yeah. <laughs> you've recently lost some weight, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you what you switched to was it what style of dieting did you go about or just portions or what'd you do? Um, really just like cut uh, most of my sugars out and, you know, try to control the amount of carbs that I'm eating. I mean, yeah. I, I got uh, diagnosed as type 2 diabetes last year, um, which is super fun, especially when I got it the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm Irish. My last name is Finn. Do you know how much fucking potatoes we eat during uh, Thanksgiving? So carbs really affect that in general, or does the sugar, it seems like... Well, can it's the you sugar do... in the carbs, right? Well, but, but, well, not quite, because a sugar is not in all carbs, but most carbs metabolize into glucose in the bloodstream. So, like, you can eat straight sugar, but if you were to eat white bread, it would still jack your, like, would, it, would that affect your blood sugar levels or no, if um, you ate bread? Yeah, bread bread's going to cause me a spike. And the thing is, like, you know, diabetes is a very unique uh, disease. Like, different bodies will process different foods different ways. Okay. So you kind of got to learn yourself. Just do you test, like, your blood sugar a lot yeah. with stuff? Yeah. Well, like, I'm, I'm lucky enough where, like, I was able to, you know, just stop drinking the four or five cans of Mountain Dew that I was drinking a day. And Fuck, saw man, imme- yeah, yeah. <laughs> saw immediate results. So... You know, I, I test once a morning just to make sure that everything's in check and just kind of watch my diet and yeah. just by logging stuff every day, yeah. weighing myself every day, I can check trends. If I'm heading in the wrong direction, I can go back and kind of fix yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Do Maybe go do... from three to two now instead of from five to three cans of Mountain Dew a day. No. <laughs> you Did you ever drink that much soda in a day? No. Like regularly? No. Dude, growing up when I was at my biggest... All I drank was soda, dude. I, I didn't drink any water. Everything had a ton of sugar, and it was mainly soda. At a young at a young age, I got not diagnosed, but had a minor heart issue. Mm-hmm. So I cut out caffeine and shit from a very young age, and then uh, I've kind of it, it's like it. So you don't have any caffeine? No, no, no. I drink caffeine. But okay. I do have like a small heart issue that I've probably grown out of at this point. We should test that one time on an episode. Yeah, well, um, I... yeah. What can you do to test that? Yeah, can we just like, give you a just... bunch of caf- Give him a bunch of speed, caffeine. Yeah, I guess just fucking put a heart monitor on me. Let's see how many mount. Yeah, heart monitor and, and cans of Mountain Dew. Well, because because it, it was heart can take it better, dude. It was like sixth, sixth or seventh grade or something. I used to. And it still happens sometimes, but I would, like, go to take a piss and then just feel lightheaded and feel like I was going to pass out. Damn. And I told my mom about it, and she's like, that's weird. How long has this been going on? I'm like, I don't know, four years. So they took yeah. they took me to, like— <laughs> How old were you? Like, it was—you know what? It might have been high school. It might have okay. been, like, ninth grade. Damn, dude. 
And you reckoned all through middle school you were dealing with that shit. One yeah, I just like, thought it was, was odd. I just thought it was normal. And Every then, time I pee, I almost pass out. <laughs> I got to support myself on the fucking wall. Half my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom wasn't expecting that answer. She was like thinking <laughs> you were going to say like that day, one week, or maybe a few weeks. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, a handful of years. Yeah, it's like every time. Like Ever. never break the seal. Just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep that seal intact. <laughs> yeah, I actually sit to pee. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, Safe. yeah, I went and uh, I told my mom about it, and she's like, "That is not fucking normal. We got to get you to patient first right we away. We got to get you standing up when you pee. Yeah, you st- quit being a bitch. <laughs> I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> That's what you know. What kind my, of- <laughs> my my mom potty trained me. That's what you know when you're dealing with when like a woman goes to pee outside, and it's like, is she gonna squat or is she gonna stand? Is she gonna she's be- gonna force that shit forward. <laughs> she gonna just like put angle the, her hips. Put the pelvis out yeah. a little bit and just piss like a man. Does she stand upright and tilt her pelvis forward, or does she squat? <laughs> well, you got know, you know they have like uh, apparatuses for females. Yeah, where, the shiwi. The shiwi. Yeah, where they can just you know do their business standing up without well i'm sure there's like do you hook it up to the hole no it's like a fun you just basically piss into a funnel and then it comes out a funnel oh oh so it's the big funnel end is at the top and it goes down like a beer bong yeah like you don't like insert the small end of the Mm. funnel it just that's true like a um rca record player yeah (laughs) what's it called again shiwi a shiwi that's like a step up from being willing to like like, you know, that's like some nasty attraction to somebody. Like, hook, I'm beer bonging that shiwi. <laughs> Ew, you don't put your mouth on it and well, take I it know in. You, well, different strokes, different fall. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I know that's not what it's designed for, but I thought of it as a beer bong. Oh, by the way, the computer, it just said it was repairing the drive. We'll yeah, I know. It didn't do that last time. Yeah, it's been doing that. That's weird. Yeah, it's been doing that for a while. Our computer is down. Yeah, uh, per usual, we're experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties, but... So I'm going to introduce James a little bit more. Yeah, I, let's get back yeah. to that, because I, I feel like that wasn't a yeah. proper introduction. Um, you guys may have heard him on the Food Network. No. Uh, <laughs> no, he's a, a comedian from the scene that I've known for pretty much... You you started probably right after me, right around when I started, maybe you did a little bit, but I met you when I had been doing it. Uh, maybe you came to Sean Boland's one time for, um, uh, I think that's what it was. I think you had done it once before we had that competition thing. Does that sound right? Um, I, I uh, Before I did the, the, I guess, your Color Me Funny competition, I'd probably been around for like six months or so. That makes sense. And uh, I I, th- I know I met you at Sean Boland's, um, and it was that night Andrew Redmond, who passed away, was there maybe? Does yeah, that sound yeah. right? He, yeah, yeah. Um, and since then we've just been friends over the years and, um, you've gotten into some different things. You had your own podcast and you're starting a new one. We actually talked about how your podcast had like a cool, how there's like different styles of podcasts and different themes. Yours was, you would have a guest on and tell us how like that one was set up. Oh yeah. The old podcast, uh, the hang, like we would, uh, have uh, typically comics, but like generally just interesting people. I've had uh, pro wrestlers, porn stars, uh, oh, nice. uh, chefs. It was, you know, lots of fun, and you know, kind of do like a very impromptu like raps. Like the idea was, it was called the hang because we wanted to kind of replicate like 
what comics like just hanging out after a show might sound like. Yeah, yeah. Just Did everyone like a- make you do something in their expertise? Like, because when I came on, we went through like a squat series that would open up your squat and get you into a better squat position. You said when Missy was on, you guys did vocal warm, like vocal drills. And yeah, stuff like the singing. idea was to kind of have them do like uh, an activity, whether you know it's uh, instructional or what the porn star do. Um, we actually <laughs> yeah, did like let's get into uh, that. like. With the porn star, Tommy was on the show also. Um, oh, man. He's been on our show. Uh, and we did, like, a uh, a dating game type deal where um, uh, the porn star and her uh, boyfriend or how I don't know. I, I think they were boyfriend at the time, but um, were one couple. And me and my co-host, uh, Michelle Belenke, were another couple. And it was just, like, a dating game type deal where, like, you know, you ask questions and give responses. We had, like, <laughs> fucking, like, cardboard cue cards, and we recorded it. It was... You know, a lot of fun. And I did not know my co-host that well, and she did not know me either. So. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They weren't literally dating. No. Oh, no, no, I get that. But what questions were you asking the porn star? Um, Like, um, God, I, I don't remember, because this was like three or four years ago. It wasn't ago. like sec- It wasn't like over- overly sexual. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's kind of played out to do it. To a porn star, like yeah, they probably no, just want to like more have about a... her personality. Yeah, know? we definitely. already know the rest. Yeah. We know you're down to fuck. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> other... we want to get to know other parts of you. Yeah, peel back, parts. peel back the layers of that <laughs> onion. <laughs> what happened when you were 14? <laughs> but no, we didn't did get Daddy into do? like like too much uh, deep stuff. Uh, that didn't sound right either. <laughs> mm. She did. <laughs> but no, it was really just like a. It, like that particular episode, like it just kind of felt like a dinner party. Like we had some like fine cheeses and wine. We we're just like bullshitting. It was really was fun. that the first time you met a porn star that I know of? Yeah, yeah, I met a porn star recently <laughs> oh, for the first time. It, it was a chick porn star. Yeah, local. Um, was local at the time. Yeah, is she is she blown up? What's her name? Uh, Draven Star. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Kind of like uh, like Raven goth star, goth chick kind of stuff. Huh. AVN award winning Draven star. Oh, what wow. was the category? What was the category? <laughs> um, best blow bang. Best blow bang. <laughs> What's a blow bang? Okay, so like you know what a gang bang is? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's oh, that, she... but just uh, the so blowies. We would like never be so lucky. Uh, is is no wait? Is it a blow bang with a lot of? Penises, or is it a blow bang with a lot of mouths, or is it kind of a mixture? No, I, I think she was she was one, the mouth, one mouth, ten many, penises, many, one mouth, one love. Yeah, like I I did not do like intentionally that didn't is do like research some, before the winning episode, that award. I didn't wanna... <laughs> that's like some uh, that's like some uh, ninja warrior shit. She said, and I quote: like, "She said she did not suck dick at sucking dick." Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, uh, you get the best blow bang award. I, I can't imagine that you do suck dick at sucking dick. Do you think she knew going into that scene, this is my opportunity to win, Bill? I'm going to do it up. It's like this, the, I'm going to leave it all. I'm going to lay like like you need like a pep talk. Like you get coached. You're like ready to like go. She's pump, like, like this is like the Jordan flu game yeah, for her. Like she, she's that's just, her audition for can, the blow bang. Can you look her up, Mike? I want to see this. The the blow bang? No, no, no. I just want to see what she looks like. Okay. Do you want me just? All right, I'll look it up. I right. mean, we can still keep talking, but well, okay. No, let, let me look it up. Tell me how. What's her name? Draven, Draven. Star. Like Raven. I think I've seen day. that. Uh, um. I don't know. I, maybe uh, I. Sp- D. Oh, I see her. 
This is what she looks like. <clears throat> yeah, she looks like one uh, of them. Uh, what do they call that? That Suicide Girls thing? Yeah, yeah, that's... like Christy Mack and and all that stuff. Minus the, uh, she's straight edge, Mike. Oh, uh. damn. Well, so was uh, she. Was, she was from the Baltimore area. Yeah. Huh. Look the... her up. Ball... Super fun chick. Really, really cool to talk to. Just good vibes all around. Um. Well, I was saying, I met my first porn star recently. This this guy comes to the gym, and you oh, know, so it's a dude. It's a dude. Okay, and he's there, and somebody goes, "Do you know that guy's a porn star?" Somebody told me that, and I was like, N- "I had no idea." And it makes it so fun because he does like private lessons with my one buddy Greg, and like one time he like I heard him say like, oh, "I gotta go, gotta go ahead to work," and immediately <laughs> I'm just like. You know, this guy is about to go make some porn. <laughs> like, what kind of lifestyle do you have when, like, the the most together you gotta be is having sex? Like, that is the you at your most professional. Uh, sounds pretty. I saw him with an entourage out at. I would love to have him on. They had a porn store on. He's a trustworthy guy. Okay. We should have him on. Okay. He's cool. I really like him. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I I remember the name, like yeah, di- I don't know kind if I of. Say it. I, I'm not going to. It's a funny. I, it's a local name. I kind of remember the name that you said, and so, like the other day, I was just kind of searching for it. Yeah. On the various porn sites, trying to figure out if that's who it was, because I didn't know what the dude looked like. And, uh, should I say dude? Yeah, it's a guy. Okay. We can get as specific as you want without saying his exact name. Yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. Care. Well, I, he probably wouldn't care. If I know he wouldn't name. care. I know. I'm not going to, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I was searching, looking for the name that I thought you had said. Yes. And found some videos. And then when you went through and did the, the, Fo- like followed some people I saw the name pop up I'm like oh shit I wonder if this is him <laughs> oh it is probably and then and then <laughs> all, all of my back research turns out it was right oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah did you like immediately when you found out you hey we're gonna get how did you want did Tommy get the porn star did you hit how did you guys get that um it was actually like Michelle's uh sister uh went to uh, like culinary school or like worked with her boyfriend wow like her boyfriend huh. was uh a professional chef this is an interesting story yeah. no it was <laughs> yeah that's 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 yeah, that's um it's different to meet somebody who's walked a life that you've never met before it's always like yeah. the first time you meet someone who does something that's a little crazy like that. Yeah. It's you just it sticks out. It seems like it would be an intimidating situation. It could be, yeah, I mean like there's a nature about somebody like that. Like they're just a little more gangster in a way. Yeah. There's like some sort of thing that well, they it's it they're they're regardless of what it is, they're still a part of that like fringe society and they're they're making a living doing something different than what the norm is. Yeah. And then when you find out the fact that they're doing porn it it puts that extra layer on top of it it's just a completely different world i mean you don't meet you don't meet people that do that regularly and it's not like directly linked to being destructive no 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 at times it's a sign that somebody's desperately not now i I think destructive nature but 
the I think the I think throughout the years the stigma with it has completely changed because now it's become it's become more of like an entrepreneur type entrepreneurial type spirit and it's like i'm doing this i'm making my own money when back in like the 70s and shit it was just people with fucked up paths past or pasts no it's definitely yeah like you said like very entrepreneurial people have uh, a lot more control over you know what they're doing how they're putting themselves out there uh, what level of access they want to provide and yeah it's a very like daunting thing to take on like i'm going to have sex on video and i'm going to put it out there for anyone to see yeah yeah like if you're just doing that because you're liberated and you could do something else but you're like you know i really want to do this i'm going to do this and i don't care if everyone knows and sees that's insane like i would much rather just be a call boy like I would rather just keep yeah, it like on the escort. low, have yeah. like some like old lady that pays you to come over and take care of her good money. That would be so like keep that shit on the low. The fact that they make that illegal and they're like, if you want to do it, you got to put it out there so your parents can see. <laughs> like that's a <laughs> yeah. weird angle. Yeah. Like it's legal, you can do it, but you better let us see. We want to watch. <laughs> It's a weird thing. No, to- like if people had to watch like every time I went out and told jokes, like I probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. How does how is that a loophole? What? I how how's, can you professionally do porn but you can't professionally have sex? Um oh, you you're talking about like prostitution Hooking. versus yeah. porn? I don't know, dude. How is that not a loophole? I know we don't I mean obviously we don't know, but maybe guess- James knows. Do you know the difference yeah. there? No. no. Like, it's it's a bizarre, like, and laws are crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I really don't, I can't I've always find been, the words. I've always been on the side that if you want to pay for sex and someone's willing to take your money for it, fucking go ahead. Yeah. Do it. No, I'm, I'm with you. Um. So you said you like to go on these foodcations. For a while, oh, you yeah. had a, bur- um, a burger <laughs> blog, right? Yeah. And you were, what was your conclusion on in the area? What was the favorite burger you had? Um, best burger in Baltimore. <laughs> and I don't know if this has changed because uh, I haven't really been keeping up with the burger scene <laughs> in yeah. Baltimore. Um, Cooper's. Cooper's. Yeah, I'm Cooper's, with you, dude. Cooper's has a good one. Which one did you go to? The one in Fells for your burger? Uh, yeah, I went to the one in Fells. Yeah. Man, I, I've been to the good. one in uh, uh, Phoenix, uh, Timonium. Yeah, like right off of Padonia Road. Yeah. Same yeah, thing? Yeah. Um, no, I, I think the one in Fells was better. I don't better. I don't know if it was just... Yeah, that place fucking rocks. Yeah. I go to Jacksonville sometimes. That one's not bad. Yeah. I don't know much of the difference, but I've been to Fells like once, twice. You Jacksonville know, more. You know who had a good burger? They're not open anymore, but there was this place in Canton, like right off side of the, like right outside of the square towards Eastern Avenue more. It was called Saute. Okay. They had a fucking awesome breakfast burger that had, it came on an English muffin and had an over easy egg on top of it. God damn it. It was so good. That's how Red Brick, uh, not, no, not Red Brick Station. I'm sorry. What was the place that did comedy that had, an egg burger back before oh, it was too popular. I used to live in right Canton. by that place. Yeah, you know what I'm oh, talking. Red House Tavern. Red, yes, Red yes, House yes, Tavern. Yes, yes, yes. They had a burger similar to what you're talking about that was pretty darn good. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of burger. I think Cooper's might be my favorite too. Actually, I get that. Whatever that Wagyu. 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 Apparently, do you know how they make that? Do you know what that comes from? 
Uh, it's like um, like Japanese cattle. And I they they feed it beer, I think, and they massage. Yeah. At least that's it can be made that way. It's super um, super fatty and really marbleized and just like the yeah. highest grade meat. I might be describing Kobe beef more specifically. There's a chance the other one comes from like Australia or there's a difference, but they do it in two different areas similarly and they commonly get misused. But um, whatever that is, whatever that burger is, I'm about it. I Actually, you just went to Austin. I got a kangaroo burger one time in Austin at this place that was, uh, you know, oh, did you do the Bat Bridge thing? Do you know about that? Yeah, yeah. The, I actually stayed uh, like my... Um, the Airbnb I was staying at was like a 22-story uh, apartment complex, uh-huh. and they had a, a sky deck on the 23rd floor, but uh, just like the timing was never right. Like, I went up there one oh. time to try to watch it, and I was up on the roof for like two minutes before it started raining, so I said, fuck this, and just... Huh. Dude, <laughs> what, it, what I'm is, not kidding. What is the bat? Page? I want to say it's two million bats. Yeah, uh, they wrong? just come out. I, of I, it? I heard it's like one and a half million bats like reside under this like um, bridge. half There's mile two bridge, bridge. Um, that leads like to the Austin Capitol. And then like twenty minutes before sundown during the summertime, or basically like uh, oh, they just flood like, out. Yeah, it's like May to September. They just like all leave at the same time. So uh, it's like this, just like black mass, just like traveling east across the city. Ugh, fuck that. When I was there, uh, yeah, it <laughs> happened every night. Bats would come out. I don't know if it was like all of them or what, but if you walk, it was better to walk across the other bridge. If you're walking towards the capital from the other side, where like a lot of the hotels are, um, you'd want to be on the bridge on the left looking at the bridge on the right and that's the one they come out from and it is like a line in the air where for forever pretty much it's it's not like a big giant mass of them at once yeah but it goes on forever and they're little tiny fruit bats and if you're by the other bridge they'll like run into you they're all over well have you ever had an interaction with a bat not really no i maybe got scared a couple times but never in close corners i lived in an old farmhouse growing up and those motherfuckers would get in the house i hear that in attics and stuff yeah well like we'd be like sitting watching tv in the living room and a fucking bat would come flying in how do bats get in houses more than birds that's a thing people say bats get in their houses like right because i think bats like kind of not burrow but make homes and shit and like attics that birds are outside creatures bats need a place to like hang gotcha right i guess yeah and like bats like uh like i don't think they have a spine like i think their body is like very like collapsible and foldables where um a bird yeah they get in like they're like mice they get in the smallest holes and crevices and shit in in places that makes sense they can do that dude they're weird yeah, bats are fucking gross. They are. They're like they are like mice or rats with uh rats with wings. wings. Yeah. 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 That's what people say, right? Sky rat. Sky rat. I think that's pigeons, but Elder Scrolls Six. I don't know what that is. Well, Skyrim is like an Elder Scrolls. Oh, 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 oh. Sky rat. Um I know there was something else I wanted to think about uh that I was gonna uh, Do you wanna think about it or do you wanna talk oh, about no, it? Oh no, I was gonna I, I was gonna ask him, but uh I guess we'll we'll come up to it. Um, if I think of it, I'll think of it. Uh, James actually listens to the show. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. 
Nice. Are you caught up? Have you listened to every episode? What are you, where are you at? You think? Um, I, I think I'm all caught up. The last episode you guys were talking about, like the the throat singing competition. Oh, the yes. tube and throat singing. Okay. So, do you know anything about that? No, not really. I've seen James kill karaoke one time. We won't put you on the spot today, but well, you can sing. I can do karaoke well <laughs> if it's do... the right song. Okay. I'm not a singer. Hook. I've seen the hook. Well, you might have done one other song that night, but you know the hook with uh, like Blues Traveler. Oh yes, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. It brings you back. Yeah, it does. That song. It does bring you back. Um, killed that, and that was like. So like I I've always known that's in his back pocket. Like what made so this is a good question because you're able to sing that song really well. So does that mean that you practiced these songs a bunch of times until you get good at singing them? But if you tried singing another song, it might not sound good at all. Or are you did it, are you at a level of singing where you can probably sing most things within your range pretty well? I, I think if I'm familiar enough with the song, like I can just go up there and do it. Yes, and at least stay stay in key and be. What good got enough. you there? What got me there? Yeah, like did you practice? Did you just practice like practice doing karaoke? No, not um, even like practice. You just were able just, to just being able to and being self aware enough that if the song goes into a register that I can't do, not try to fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 stay out yeah. of there. That's interesting. Well, obviously, as you've heard, I'm trying to like figure out ways to get better at singing and it's interesting because some people like definitely go the route of learning songs and they can perform them well but then out of their wheelhouse they they really mess up a lot but it doesn't make sense to me that that would be the case i feel like as good as you are at singing like if it's not an issue of memorization or something weird like going over the break or like a weird Something that you can't do in any song if it's there without a bunch of practice. I'd imagine you should be able just to sing the song once you're that good at singing. I don't know. Well, are you trying to just become a singer or are you trying to learn to sing so you can sing while you're playing uh, guitar? Well, because like e- e- those are oh two very God, different that's skills. That's a loaded question. <laughs> and, and Mike's going to give you a no, cause, like, very, I, I, very <laughs> long I've, explanation of I, I've why. started to... Uh, um, you know, try to learn how to play an instrument. I'm uh, trying to play uh, ukulele. And this is something that, like, I've encountered also where, like, I'm starting to gain proficiency with, like, playing chords and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, once you try to incorporate singing into that, it completely yeah. changes the fucking game. Well, I would imagine that if it was a very advanced song, it would probably just make it harder to have to play guitar to it as well. It, not that I can take on an advanced song easily without guitar. Um, I want to get good enough at singing so I can go out there and whether I have a guitar or not, but sometimes with a guitar, it would be nice. Just basic chords, though. Um, you know, not, It doesn't need to be anything technically proficient on the guitar. Just something simple. I'd like to be able to sing over it and no one just go like, oh, God, not that they don't like my voice, but that they're like, they literally... It's not that they think, they know I can't sing. I don't want that to be, like, possible. Like, I want to get good enough where if somebody was to hear me, they would never, it would be very unlikely or an exception to the rule for them to be like, oh, God, he's awful. That's all. Because I don't need to be pretty singing, but but you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a decent goal, I guess. Yeah. 
And so, again, it's just you know trying to find something that uh, I guess fits your range. Like you're not gonna go out there and try to sing a fucking Whitney Houston song because right. nobody should try to do that. <laughs> yes. No, I definitely might might though. I know, but <laughs> no, he's definitely right. It's tough because the big problem with me is. I like crazy dynamics. I like the idea of stuff going every which direction. I like the idea of one song not sounding like another, like one style not sounding like another. I like when people can go like low, high, like soft, very energetic, even kind of get into bad sounds and then go back to good sounds. And that's my problem is my vision is a bit too expansive to really polish up any style of singing. Yeah, well, that, I mean... What you just said is you in a nutshell. That's a that's definitely a problem <laughs> in the beginning stages because if I just stuck to like one and a half octaves or like one octave within any key and just sing within my most comfortable octave and just learn learn that way or maybe even transpose stuff to like one or two keys, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm sure I would find a sound that, and then when you make a song sound like yourself, um, and and do it to the truest natural way of you, it's gonna find it's gonna you're gonna find a more natural voice soon. But I'm trying to find new voices. I'm trying to expand ways I sing, and that's before you even find your voice. You're right. trying to go outside of where you don't even know where you're supposed to be. Right. I think what would help me eventually is once I get a little bit better, have somebody really sit down and be like, just experiment. And like, I try one way and they're like, no, like hot or cold. You just say hot if it's good, cold if it's worse. And I'll just make a million adjustments because I have a million different angles I can go with it. You know, like some people just sing with a placement in their chest voice, right? Yeah. Some people sing really head. Some people stick within that one i would need someone to tell me what sounds the best i don't know what sounds the best sometimes i'll go up you're just running the running the fucking gambit trying to figure out what the hell you like and what you think sounds good right like i understand the concept of thinning your vocal folds and having like a little bit lighter of a voice like that but i don't know if that's better and then i understand the concept of like a big throw but I, I I don't fucking know. It's probably just in between, and you add like a sprinkle of each one. Yeah. Like more neutral, more relaxed, less forced, less like driving the steering wheel in a direction, and kind of just letting it, like just like stip its t- toe into each kind of direction, like yeah. more subtle, mm-hmm. less obnoxious. I think I think like music in general is getting like more subtle. Like if you. Uh... Uh, if you listen to like a Billie Eilish or something like that, uh, like, the the whisper, yeah, she's just whispering and doesn't really like yeah. saying. It's just... Yeah, <laughs> rappers don't rap. Yeah, they don't have like rhyme schemes or like a liter. They don't actually have like verses. Their bars are like three syllables. Hype and a like... hook. <laughs> yeah, that's you it. have a hype verse and a hook, and a fucking and a beat, and it's a style. Yeah. You have to have and a, it's a dry beat too. Like there's yeah. nothing yep. to it. Trap music is very. Empty. <laughs> you just throw a shitload of uh, auto tune on it and let it ride. There is a swagger about it, though. I will give it this: if you have like a certain energy about you and presence, I get why it works. Sometimes it is just lifeless to me, and I'm like, "This is so phony. This isn't even written by this person. This isn't that." But as long as it has a strong fingerprint of who that person is, I'm okay with it being so simple 
because they're they're at least expressing something. Yeah. And I I like swagger music that just has a set like it could be in a scene in a movie and it would work because it just has this thing. Yeah, it has a like but, like a feel to it. And yeah, I understand what you you're have saying. one or two people it's, like that, and it, then a bunch of copycats. It still doesn't take away from the fact that the majority of it is fucking trash. Dude, I got I got fucking ripped on hard by this dude because my buddy Elliot was making a thing about radio these days and he yeah. was talking about all the stations he goes I don't like like one he was telling why he didn't like 100.7 the bay that much like he only likes like this percentage of songs and this that he doesn't like and he's like was just saying why he found himself listening to NPR more lately and was basically breaking down the stations and he broke down 92Q he goes what used to be like my big powerhouse has really gotten flat lately all this and this guy commented like calling him like super racist like how dare you talk about like you know music that's not of your culture like you don't look like you should you know elliot swain right yeah uh, familiar 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 enough um he uh he actually has a podcast too it's like a political thing um but he does like performances and elliot can really rap man he's like on the down low very see that shit that kind of shit makes me so fucking mad is the fact that someone's calling him racist because he doesn't listen to 92Q anymore because the format has changed and the music has changed. He's not like, allowed to have an opinion on it. Exactly. That's such bullshit. That yeah. that's the You know, actually this kind of ties into the shit. Uh, it doesn't tie into anything really, <laughs> but um last night I watched the new Chappelle yeah. um special and the new Bill Burr special. And they pretty much both of them are just ripping apart how fucking right. pussified our society has become. I think and Burr probably did a little better. I, I think so, too. Chappelle was a little hacky with it at times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As from an outsider looking in, do you see that? Mm-hmm. You see that, yeah. right? Do you, I don't know if you're aware of the new Chappelle special much, James, other yeah, than what I people said. I haven't seen either of those, but I, I of like new Netflix stuff, I did see uh, Aziz Ansari's new special. Okay. And a lot of... like. Uh, from Aziz coming from a, a standpoint where he was a victim of a Me Too type movement, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did definitely break down like uh, like Me Too and cancel culture. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, like very, very, very good briefly. because because his his whole situation was kind of like bullshit. Like, oh, it was weird. Did, though. Didn't they? If it did, was true. It was weird. Well, didn't wasn't it? I, I, I'm not entirely familiar with it, but wasn't it just? He was just a victim of a bad date, pretty much. Yeah, I think it was a bad date, but also like poor communication. But uh, the victim also said, like, you know, she felt compelled because he was in a position of power or had some notoriety, and right. he yeah. kept on saying, "Well, pl- let me go down in you." She said, "No." It's like, "Well, please, I'm really good at it," and just like he kept on, like, he said, like, sh- he kept on pushing her until she's like, "All right, fine," and like it's just like a a. Like I'm not trying to, you know, say it, right or wrong, yeah, but it's, it's a, like it's a slippery like slope. Like a poor yeah, slippery slope and just like poor communication on both ends. And he didn't go like very deep into it, but he definitely spent like five minutes addressing it and saying, you know, like, you know, what I did was wrong. Like I understand how this could have affected this person. And then after he addressed the big elephant in the room, like spent the rest of his special just breaking down like uh like outrage and cancel culture and yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the like he did it like the entire time he was sitting down, which really bugged me because like I really feel like if you're a comic sitting down, like that's reserved for like the elder statesman, and <laughs> I, I don't think Aziz Ansari's there yet, and I don't know if I'm at a stage where I can be like 
criticizing those. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes it tough too. It's yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. A, a a local a local comic criticizing. Like, look, a I'm national... a mid level uh, feature comic at bar shows in Baltimore. Let yeah. me speak on what Aziz Ansari is talking. Like I I don't have that credibility. <laughs> but see, you know what? That's that's the beauty of today's society is everybody can. It's it's the beauty and the downfalls that everybody can speak on every issue. Every person now has a voice. It doesn't make yeah. their voice any more valuable, but everybody can say anything. It's like, it's a double-edged sword. And dude, for me, to be honest, like comedy is one thing that actually has taught me the reverse of what that guy was saying about 92Q. The fact that Elliot was open enough to like 92Q a few years back and now yeah. doesn't means off the bat, it's probably not just a racist thing. No, the, what ties not, that, I know, I know, but but yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. going to come back full circle. Okay. What ties that guy to 92Q is, is bias. It's a cultural bias mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. he's defending. And similarly, I really, res- and this is what I, like the, the flip side of it is, I sometimes respect and want to know more what a stand-up comedy fan thinks than a stand-up comedian does about another comedian special. Like, comedy, A, are these comedians who have strong opinions about Dave Chappelle the ones who are paying to go to comedy shows and the ones who are actually real fans? Like, if you're a fan of stand-up comedy just because you enjoy it and you have a strong opinion on it, I think you have more of a reason to make a post, not just because you're a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm at an MMA gym. I was a fan of MMA way before I ever fought I think that I had a very good way of breaking down fights and predicting fights and what looking at people's fighting ability before I ever learned it it's an outside looking in type yeah so like with the Chappelle stuff I'm definitely interested in what like people who haven't written comedy see with with Chappelle for me maybe you might agree with this and you know this style from him from seeing him before this special he has a very long at times, your suspension of disbelief needs to be a bit high because he tells stories that sound made up. Like, some of his stories do not yeah. sound real, except for, like, his first special back after his break. Like, come on, the dude jerking off on the bus story? Like, that's no way is that a real story, right? Yeah. But then he has, and or he goes the route of, I'm going to attack this, and he goes about the setup in a very traditional, kind of hacky long-winded, pulls you in with a cool style, but the punchline is the art of him, dude. He has a good fucking line coming for you Mm -hmm. with almost all of his bits. His punchline and and his reversal or whatever you're waiting for almost always hits hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's, that, that was kind, that was kind of how I saw the new special. I thought it, 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 obviously was very observational he was talking about pretty much the whole time about how fucked up everything is now yeah um i thought some of it was good i thought some of it fell a little flat and that people were laughing just because because they're at a dave Chappelle tape special and you have to laugh for it yeah no i think um you know some of those like once you reach a level of like a dave Chappelle, like yeah Sometimes laughs aren't earned as easily as they are for, you know, like a mid-level comic yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, and, and and that that comes with the territory. You earn that kind yeah. kind of respect within the yeah. Community. Like I watched yeah. uh, um, while I was on the plane, I watched uh, Jim Gaffigan's new special. Okay, and like 
it felt like every like Jim Gaffigan's very talented, very funny comedian, but it felt like every single line that he was giving was getting like a nine reaction. Yeah. And- <laughs> Yeah, and it makes it dishonest. What happens is even the performer can get so wrapped up in that that like it loses like like when you watch a show on a laugh track, it almost becomes annoying. I fucking, dude, I can't yeah. stand it. Any any oh, show, no, any you're 100%. show. Like it, it took me out of it. Like I had to like my my brain had to take like ten minutes to adjust to the way that the audience was reacting, so I could just watch it just right. as a fan and just like take it in and enjoy it myself now you're a pretty safe comedian in some ways like i mean you're not going out there tr- if there's a boundary that you want to break because it it makes too much sense for you and i'm sure you'll do it but like have you ever really offended somebody or said something afterwards where you were like i cannot believe if that was recorded and blasted everywhere this is going to make me look really bad because our buddy shane gillis he's going through all that shit now with the yeah, SNL you know stuff. Him really well dude i and, and i because I, I i heard it on the well, radio I, you know him right yeah I, i've done a couple shows with him yeah. so yeah i i heard that on the radio the other day i'm like holy shit that name sounds so familiar in in terms of like a local name yes yeah, because yeah. he was from uh, like Harrisburg, Shippensburg, Pennsylvania yeah. area. Dude, you probably saw him on flyers. I promote. I've like booked him yeah. as a headliner like a handful of times. I did shows with him back before he ever came into Philly or Baltimore. He was doing Harrisburg shows with this guy Max Racy. I saw him when he was such a beginner that he wrote his read his jokes and stuff off of like a sheet of paper practically, and he was still funny as shit. But it was like kind of shorter, quirkier like things, and then he eventually immediately got to like. Almost like Louis C.K. level of like these are my long form bits and yes they're that funny. Oh, like People that, are gonna that laugh. Louis C.K. level in terms of like he's a this smart sh- guy. This he's shit's naturally that funny. good. Not he's. He, cranking yeah. in front of people like like he has long really well thought up bits that are on relatable things like his relationship material his this material it's almost all in insanely good bits for just being a local comic that yeah. was the undeniable thing about Shane no matter what you thought of him whether it was your style or not he had very very masterful like 8 minute chunks of just meaty funny shit dude yeah. well he blew up and and it makes sense he's that type of funny but can you recall anything that you've said that is I um, want you to say it again so we can put it on video. Yeah. <laughs> so we can put it on video. Well, my and... thoughts on Chinatown are as filed. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I've used uh, like a couple times. I had this one bit that I, I really don't do anymore because it uses uh, uh, an F word used to describe gay people. Um, or a cigarette in oh, England. Or dude. a cigarette in England. And, like, it's just a very, like, throwaway use of the term. Yeah. And, like, I've had, I like, I've told this joke to, you know, not not that I'm necessarily Fruity. looking to get. Uh, <laughs> Fruity's that word, right? Not that I'm necessarily looking to get my uh, joke cosigned. Like, I, I think, like, it's it was funny enough, like, when I said it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I don't really tell that joke anymore because it is dated and like BronyCon's not even like a thing anymore. So it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's dated and, and that it's, well, I, I, I'm not going to say it's dated cause I haven't heard the joke, but it, it's, and that, that was one of the, within like the first five minutes, that was one of the things that Chappelle said. He's like, just people are going anytime you make it people are going to comb through your past and they're going to go through whatever you've said what 
whatever you've done to fucking ruin you before you even get to the top. And I just, I don't think that's fucking fair. Dude. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a cool thing to do. Like the whole, um, what's it like doxing? Is that, a, that's a, that's a thing that people do. I Doxing, think. I don't know what that is. I don't. I, I'm not 100 percent sure of it either. I think it's just where you like expose somebody for their past and the okay. shit that they've done. I, I, like when when somebody when somebody makes it big, I don't understand what anybody else gains from digging up their past to fucking ruin them and bury them. That's why a lot of times those people, unless they are serious victims, they don't get very far because they're not the types of people who do things that give them gain. They, they're looking at other, you know, they're held back. Like this guy who was taking issue with Elliot, he's like some drunk on the streets, hangs out at the park all day, has nothing going for himself, yeah, yeah, mid-30s. Yeah. He's broke. He doesn't have, people, he don't have any friends. He posts every 30 minutes on Facebook. You yeah. get what I mean? Yeah. So like it might just be shit like that. Like I'm sure if any of us were to get famous, we'd be surprised at who the people who would pull the trigger on us would be. I would hate to be in a position like that where like one thing I did previously, because I've done all kinds of shit. Like it's funny you say the F word. Um, one time I was at a set and I don't know what got into me. This is, I'll explain it. And it is what it is. This is what I did. I was at a Dave chauffeur room and there was a thing where I didn't, Dave and I didn't like each other. So mm -hmm. I was willing to go places that might make his show bad. I, as a professional, I never would have done this in a promoter's room that I liked, but I did not like Dave and I was uh, outward about it. So you, you had but like a, you were trying to settle. This isn't you why had a I did it. This is why I was willing to do it. Does that make sense? <laughs> Okay. It was Mother's yeah, yeah, yeah. Day and nobody was there. My mom was there. One other person was there. They were like two people were distracted enough by the TV where they were like adamantly not into the comedy show. Mm -hmm. We're performing in front of comics. There's no real audience. Nobody paid for the show. And I go up. It was at Sonoma's in Columbia. And my set, nobody was listening to my set. And I was like, I could basically say whatever I want right now. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, I might as well just up here, and I. this is what I said. I just was like, I might as well just be up here being like, fag, 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 like that. Yeah. And then, boy, did I get on a streak. And you know how <laughs> I, I take something and run with it. I had a solid two minutes of just uh, somebody, oh, look at that fag. And it's like, you don't know what's gotten into you. But but then you're getting a reaction. Like, people were smiling and shaking their heads, and I was just... I had a philosophy early on in comedy, and that was still in the cusp of like my early stages, where as long as I was entertaining and people were paying attention to what I was saying, yeah. I was okay with it. If they wanted to know where I was going to go next, it worked for me. Well, and and um, obviously you two you two guys do comedy. I don't. I I have no background in that whatsoever. Just doing this podcast and then being in a band is the only time I've ever done anything for other people like in front of an audience type deal but it's just it just seems like that and it's 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 such a it's kind of like a cop-out thing to say because so many people make the point but comedy should be the safe place it should be the the place where you can go into a, a small bar in Canton say what not whatever the fuck you want but say some racy shit to to elicit a response and, and a reaction and it shouldn't that reaction and response should not be let's bury this motherfucker yeah, dude it should be it should the response should be you either laugh or you fucking don't 
and then you walk out of the out of the bar 20 minutes later or whatever saying out of four comics hypothetically there's four comics you walk out saying i liked these three i didn't like this one guy and that's the fucking end of it because yeah. your your material um if there's one person that doesn't like it your material is ultimately going to decide whether or not you go anywhere you know yeah but the thing is like you also like i think too many times people are using the fact that i'm a comedian as a caveat to just mm-hmm. say whatever they want like yeah. at the end of the day it still has to be funny like yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. like i uh like it was last week i was at a uh, open mic in frederick um and i was uh working out new material that talked about uh uh the autism spectrum and how like everyone oh, been there <laughs> how everyone is on the autism spectrum like mm-hmm. in the same way that the kinsey scale exists and stuff like that that makes sense yeah um and after the fact um you know one of the comics came up to me and said you know you've got a good premise there you know polish it up you know it could be great and then he goes on stage and tells four minutes of unfunny rape jokes yeah so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I can relate, dude. If you you've had people who come up to you and they're all about you, and then you see them and you're like, like I, I can't, I can't hold this person's opinion for shit. Yeah, I've <laughs> had that happen a lot, man. It's too good to be true. Like this guy, oh man, that that bit was amazing. I love this. You were the funniest guy to know all this, and then they go up and you're like, oh, why does it like? Have why to be am I connecting guy? with this guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, I did. That happens all the time. Um. So the reason it's funny, the other thing he said with the the Spectrum thing is because I was thinking of how an, a premise for a bit would be that comedy is an untapped mark. There's a lot of untapped things in comedy because it's very new. Like if you look before the 70s, most things are not funny. Most comedy movies, it's a very acquired taste, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of physical comedy. But like stand-up comedy didn't really get funny, very funny until like Richard Pryor days. Uh, like where it's obviously funny by today's standards back yeah, then. It, yeah, it holds up that type of stuff. So there's going to be a lot of untapped kind of things that are going to come up over the next 20, 30 years with comedy before most things have been covered outside of topical technology or things that have yet to happen. But I swear, and I really think that the idea of like a joke about how Down syndrome is an untapped comedy market is an angle you'd have to tastefully craft it. So I'm sitting in my car and I'm like, man, like, how can I get this point across where like we all know this shit's funny, but how can I get us all to agree that we know it's funny to us, dude? And I'm like, remember in this time that it made me this story. I had to tell it uh, on here. My brother and I were in church, and we were going to see the movie. Do you remember? It was like Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern's the guy from Home Alone movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were they were Boston Celtics. Um, yes. Oh my God. Celtic um, Pride. Celtic Pride. Yeah. Baby Bean Town. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. in the commercial. Well, we wanted to see that movie so bad. My brother, my, me, and my brother wanted to see it, dude. But so bad. They end up they kidnap one of the players, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I I didn't get to see it because in church that day, there was a guy who I believe had Down syndrome. He, I mean, he looked the part. I and he also had a tick, <laughs> not a cuss word tick, but like uh, you just sound like you're sneezing, but you're saying a word kind of too at the same time. Yeah, I like Tourette's or. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Tourette's. He had Tourette's. Uh, not Down syndrome. No, but he also had something else, dude. I think he was a Down syndrome guy that just yelled occasionally, and it seemed like a mixture. 
Maybe it was just. You're more yeah. open to that kind of stuff. Like you got one, it's like a magnet. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, you know, do you remember crossover. the YouTube series called the, the, Tourette's, the Tourette's guy? guy. <laughs> that's like that's like unbreakable day. Like that's uh, early days of of YouTube. Uh, Funniest. I believe that might have been fake. Do you think that was fake? I, I think it was fake. Like Yeah, at the time people believed it because that was like an untapped market back then. Like like playing a character on like a YouTube series was like a new thing. Um but dude, my brother and I were in the middle of St. Mary's, like the most like straight buttoned up Catholic church there yeah. is. Like you don't even get to eat bread. You gotta eat this little stale wafer mm-hmm. and like no, it's not fun at all, dude. The guy sound he sounded awful. That fucking was the worst. Well, we're at this. Everyone's wearing suits and ties, and this guy keeps making noise, dude. And it's too funny. It is too funny. How, the, how old were you? It's oh, the elephant Celtic, in the room, man. Celtic, Celtic pride. pride. It was it had to be in the nineties. Yeah, you were young as shit. I was young, dude. And I, I, my brother and I, the whole service, were getting pinched by my mom. Like, stop laughing, and dude, we're. Dying in the middle of church, and you're that age. Like, like if somebody yeah. farts in church, are you supposed to just like contain yourself? Dude, no, you I'm can't. shocked. It wasn't more infectious. Like, how did these people keep it together? Like, how did these husbands who are like looking at these kids laughing at this dude, fucking yelling out in the middle of church? Like, how weren't more people chuckling at that? Because you know, like you pass laughter on. Like once one person laughs at the elephant in the room, but well, it must have not as been as funny as I, it, we thought it was. It's children. It's children versus adults. Mm-hmm. Kids, kids are gonna laugh whatever's fun, whatever right. they think is funny. Adults aren't gonna laugh at the retarded man yelling out because they know <laughs> yeah. they shouldn't. Right? They've tamed that That's, side of themselves. It, it's it's the innocence that comes with children. They don't know yeah. what they're what they're doing and why they're doing it. They just know that something's funny. Yeah. So my idea for the bit was I was like toying with things like like I would talk about like what it would be like if if somebody with Down syndrome was doing a stand up comedy set. And like, if you could get him to just tell some stories, like off the cusp, like, or like an interview, like you could like interview people with disabilities and just hear their point of view. Yeah. Like, I know that it's, it really is offensive to pigeonhole it into the comedy spectrum. Yeah. yeah like that's, yeah. I get that that's a little fucked up to say that it's sheerly comedy gold and nothing else, because there would be a heart, there would be a lot, there'd be probably like a tender side to it. There, it would pluck on different heartstrings. But that is solid. There is something about people with Down syndrome. It's, 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 I don't know, man. It's, there's something. I, that's as much as I'm going to talk about it on this episode. Because <laughs> I got to just spread the wealth a little bit. Yeah. Can't tell you too much of what's in my back pocket. <laughs> we'll get kicked off of every platform we have. Um, but You're going to no, get canceled before you but, get on But SNL. I was like, yeah. man, like, where could I even work material? Like, where? Where would I even be able to begin going and telling those jokes? Fortunately, people in the scene know me, but you would have to really tell some bits that like sell yourself as like a legit comic yeah. before you go into some material like that. Yeah, that's not your trust with the audience, sure. Yeah, um, just thinking about it because we've had people in our scene. We had a guy in our scene get uh like called out because he said wench or something. And he's like, remember what? when Ben he said wrote up? Mensch. Mensch. What is that? Oh, uh, it's a ju- good. Yeah, it's just like you know, like you're like of high moral character. You're a mensch. And then she it's, said, it's, "Didn't it's it's a it's a um, Yiddish term though, like uh, Jewish term." I thought somebody said, "Well, what is that?" And then mean, and then he said, "An archaic slut." I thought that's what he said it meant, but either way. 
it was something little like that. No, they dude. had thought he said wench because. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, and maybe somebody was just explaining what a wench was. Dude, it was so. And this is like the. Have you ever met Ben? Yeah. The nicest, like most soft spoken in like a gentle way. And he's like very open minded. And I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying he's not like sexist or prejudiced in any way, but I mean, it doesn't really seem like it in, at all. He's a, not that type of person. But because it was at this place, Zissimo's, dude, they wanted to put his head on a stake. They, really? Oh my God! He got banned from from doing comedy there for a while, and it was like a huge blow up on the internet, all because he said one thing it, to somebody it, who was like talking loudly during his set. So he called someone a wench, dude. This was like it's like remember the Daniel Tosh thing when the ladies like so he says, "Tell me a topic I'm going to talk about. I don't have any material." And somebody says, "Rape," and then the lady goes. The lady said, rape's never funny. And then he said, well, wouldn't it be funny if somebody just raped her right now? And like, that was his line. That was his crowd work, dude. And it was huge. Now I get why that blew up. You're Daniel Tosh. Yeah. This lady outed you. People are going to have opinions on that. They're going to read into it what they read into it. If they have a low opinion of Daniel Tosh, they're definitely going to hate it. Yeah. And, but all this guy, he had a word. Oh my God. He actually was somebody who could come on talking about the, uh, the near-death experiences, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to get him on, but he could tell that story a little better. That was serious shit, dude. Like, he was probably, his life went upside down that night for a little while. That had to be serious turmoil in his life, all because he went to some shitty open mic as a shitty open micer. Yeah, he's a new comic. so fucked up. And he's trying to crowd work, and somebody's being disruptive, so you're angry but it's not like you're venting in an angry way. You're just not mentally clear. Yeah. And and you, you're not signing off on everything you say. You're just saying. And it, it, it's it's to kind of beat a dead horse. It's just frustrating that that's that's where that's where things are now. Yeah. And and you, James, especially because you're still in it. Mike's you're not in the comedy scene anymore. No. I was never. And you got to. If you come up with anything, you got to tiptoe around everybody to fucking cater to people's sensibilities. Sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one in the comedy scene. It definitely is, and it's timely considering the the stuff that just happened with the releasing of the two new specials on Netflix yeah. and then Shane Gillis with SNL. Basically, Shane Gillis, the guy we were talking about earlier, um, who he said some things on a podcast that got replayed. A fucking and, comedy podcast. Yeah. I mean, um, just in the in the... The 12 episodes that we've done, you could pick out yeah. 17 things that we've said that oh, would fucking just, if, if anything happened, the people would pull that shit up. Not that they would, because we don't have any notoriety. There's nothing right. behind us. and But people could pluck out shit. Instead of just either fucking turning it, it that's what that's what I wanted to say about the Shane Gillis situation is, People were pulling up shit from his fucking podcast. The thing about a podcast is it's not like social media. The shit's not getting thrown in your fucking yeah. face. You have the ability to not listen to a podcast. So yes. you want to go through and comb through this dude's past, regardless of if it was six weeks ago or six years ago, yeah. and then throw that shit to, to burn his career? You're a fucking loser. Like you've got nothing better. It definitely to do. depends on what he did. I mean, you can't just well, say I think, anything on a podcast. I, no, no, no. Like, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But, but, I, but he, what he said was very. I, I think he said he said something um, 
something about Asians. Uh, something I haven't I haven't he heard dropped, it. He dropped chink. Yeah, he said he said that. Um, he said he hopes they all die. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Um, it was just like telling a story. They were dra- no, like, I just he think didn't want, like a, maybe it was an Asian cuisine initially. It doesn't matter. I just think it's bullshit how you can say you can be sitting down having a conversation with with two people or three people for comedy's sake, and it just gets thrown in your face. Uh, this is another one that's tough, dude. And I hate being like. I definitely don't want to make this podcast white male people problems because there's really, you know, you're beating a dead horse as far as like it's not that severe of a thing. But like as somebody who ran a comedy show, can you remember what it was like when you were like trying to figure out like what like what like a girl can I get on this show that'll fit this audience or like how can I make this more diverse? And it's like you're looking at like 90 plus percentage of white males in your inbox every fucking day like can yeah. i please get on your show can you please book me and then like you're trying to fill a lineup out but then if this girl's not available or this girl cancels you can't and then you get comments people make comments about how there's no diversity on your lineups no you you're drop right. a flyer it's it's pressure oh i was just gonna let you know oh my god this is my <laughs> It's good. That's my morning. That's my I was just alarm. letting you know it's around two fifty-five, and then um, why? I would. Well, it was letting James know when it was like getting closer to when he needed to leave. Also, it's probably about the fifty-minute mark. If we're gonna do two today, maybe another. Uh, let's. This is one thing we could do. What time did you need to leave by? Um, like three thirty. I've got plenty okay, cool. of time. So awesome. Let's plan on doing like another fifteen-ish or so, twenty. That way we can get a second one in before we gotta go. Yeah, that's fine. Um, we're, did were you interested in either? You can also be a part of the Tuvan thing. Do you want to to judge us on what sounds more like Tuvan throat singing? I don't know that I'm familiar enough with Tuvan yeah. throat singing bring, to really judge. Bring bring it up real quick. I I, I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, you want me so, to bring up what it sounds like? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there's a few different styles. Um, let me pull it up on my phone. And just, just like a, it, it, uh, you'll listen to it and get a gist for what it is and how, not, yeah, kind of how it's supposed to sound. Yeah, it's it's essentially just singing. You know that it's like singing with multiple tones at the same time, and then the way they stylize it is different. Um. You know, uh, I guess song to song or singer to singer, like some of them actually say words. Like, is it supposed to sound good or? It's not, it's a different, it's a whole <laughs> different style. I guess to them, it might be kind of like a spiritual thing they do, but here's an example. Let's see. No, this is an ad. Not on our podcast. It's heard singing about Liberty Mutual. What? Yeah. <laughs> not a sponsor. It almost uh, sounds like that one character from South Park that has to speak through the voice box. Oh, my God, yeah, Ned. <laughs> Ned. Oh, my God, I bet Ned could kill yeah, throat singing. Yeah, throat sing. <laughs> I got to practice before Steve gets back. Kind of tickles my throat. I think he might beat me on this one. He said he practiced before. We also could do our other... Oh, my God. See, this is when they're saying words. Not all of them do. Let 
Let me see if I can get one more little uh, style in here. Yeah, that's weird. Yes, like, it's I, very I don't weird. hate it. It's just. All right, hold on. You get the idea, right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I played you... two examples. The other one I think was a a good I the other one was probably a little better than the one you're just hearing, but the white, um the white guy? No, I did two whatever the hell they are. Was it like know. a no, dude, I just picked up one of the one I was just playing was from a TED talk. The one before that was like one of the first hits for Tuvan Throat Singing. And um, he was like, he looked Japanese, but he's probably not. No, they're. I know what I know. They're like not Mongolian. Or yeah, something. that's just. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> so did you hear like the overtones coming yeah. out like the whistle? OK, OK, OK. That's so, the most important part. I think a way we should do it is because it's going to take I think we should each get one minute on the clock. To do our best job at at doing it, and if he's not able to decide, it doesn't matter. But he can play partake as far as like whether or not we're doing it or not, okay. or who's closer. So, do you want me to go first? You can or you go, first. go first. Okay. And there's just going to be a minute on the clock. Should do you want to do a timer on your phone? Uh, I can can't you do that? Or I can do a timer right now. You can do a timer. Sure. All right. Give me a countdown. <clears throat> That's a calculator. Have you tried it all? I did not practice this as much as I wanted to, but I tried for about, I probably spent about eight minutes one day and then maybe like 10 minutes another day and then maybe like three minutes another day. Okay. So a little bit driving. Yeah. And I watched a video on it, but I don't really, it's easier when I'm listening to it and trying to replicate it. I can find it a little better. That's why I think it's going to take me like 30 seconds before I even get it going. But I just I have a minute to do it. If I do it, I do it. If I don't, okay. I don't think I can actually do it. Minute to minute to win it. Yeah, minute minute. You either got it in a like minute. Any like warm up or? Um, no. I'm just gonna uh, the first twenty seconds. No. I'll just figure. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like like Steve left to use the bathroom when really he was like warming up. That's so. what he was. Yeah, doing. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. gargling like fucking like warm oil. All right. Um. So um, are you ready? You'll just start the timer when I start? Yeah, I'll start the timer when you start. No right. weird countdown or anything like that. Hold on. <laughs> I got this. seconds. All right. 
right. good with that. Okay. I didn't yeah, get into good. it. I imagine when I listened to it and tried replicating it, I figured a couple things out, like another well, step or two down the line. Here's but the, it, I couldn't get, yeah. Here's the thing. Well, because I have, obviously, I have the headphones on, and I could start to kind of hear the overtones coming out a little bit. Right. But in no. a minute, if I can find it, I'm going to fuck you up. Okay, I believe <laughs> it. No, I believe you're better at it than me with this. <clears throat> Oh man, I'm I'm nervous. It does. It gets you a little. See, I, I when I I don't think you've experienced that yet on the podcast where you're on the spot on something like this. Because when I went to play guitar or even sing, I was like my legs shook a little weird. It was yeah. like your your first oh, time jitters. Uh, recording, man. As soon as that when you're like when you're in the spotlight and on the spot, that yeah. shit's a completely different beast. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys know. You should from- take your headphones off though. Because that makes it fair. Because it is w- different when you can hear yourself in, in the headphones. Okay. So, just because. All right. Oh, man. Uh, my fucking heart is pumping. I know. I knew, dude, that <laughs> was like my, That was my back pocket was that what if he gets that lightness in his voice where he can't even make a full tone like that nerves kick in. I'm fucking scared, man. You, and it's a long minute. For real. Uh, all right. Uh, <clears throat> Time will start when you start. All right. I can do this. I can, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> what if I was just trying to pretend to be you? <laughs> like, they're just listening. You Thank got God. This, I got this. Thank God you're not editing this. <laughs> uh, all right. Man, my heart is fucking pounding. You got this. All right. Did you hear it though? You started to get it better than I think. All right, hold yeah. on. Give me a second. How much? How much time do I have? Thirty seconds. You've right. already went a little past me. I lost her on that one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. One you more. Ten, ten seconds. Let you go a little bit longer, just because I think you, you did de- disqualified. He went over the time. <laughs> DNF. <laughs> You'd found something. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I think you definitely tapped into it more than I did. Yeah, dude. I've I like I've done a little bit of research on it. I haven't I haven't put the time into it that I should have. But yeah. It. The other question is: Should we do? Or are you even prepared to do the other one? What the singing? Yeah. Um, I can. I didn't practice it. I practiced it for maybe 15 minutes. Okay. I just need the lyrics. Okay. Do you want to do that? You would have to go first on this one. I'll do it. Can you bring the lyrics up on your phone? Yes. This is the second part of the episode 11 challenge is the who's the better singer. Okay. So, so James, who was better at the tube and throat singing? Um, Steve. Hands yes. down. I didn't even yeah. get it at all. Maybe for a split second. I've tapped into it, but not quite like you did. You held a pitch for a while. Yeah, like your um, opening pitch was like a solid 20 seconds. Yeah. Do, okay, so this is this is 
I'm and like it wasn't just like the longevity of it either, like the fact that I could hear like different twangs. Yeah, the, like the overtones coming out. So it's a I, I like meditation and stuff like that. I don't really get into. It's not that I don't buy into it. It's just something that I'd never looked into. But in in preparation for this challenge and researching Tuvan throat singing, it's like. They call it like like Earth's music or something weird like that. And people who talk about doing it say that it, there is like a meditative state that you yes. get into doing it. And it's fucking weird, man. It, it like you do when when I was because the only time I practiced it was in the car, like driving to work or driving home from work. <laughs> and you just get in this spot where your head's clear and you just feel because it's all about coming from your chest and like a resonance in your chest. And it's not really your vocal cords, but it's just coming from like your yeah. diaphragm and, and shit like that. And you do you do kind of slip into this meditative state where your head's clear and you're just focused on this one droning note and then the overtones coming out on top of that. It's a weird thing. Let, let me try one more length of a thing, not a minute. I mean, like one breath worth and see, I think I was pushing pretty hard. I think I was using too much like force. Well, I know that's but apparently you, that's the thing is you tighten the excuse me I can I can hear the overtone a little bit no yeah there it is a little bit It's very that's mild. A, that's enough. You did better though. But the so this is what I was thinking. Um I, <laughs> Mike's Mike's leg just well, touched well, me, or Mike's able, foot just touched well, my I'd shin. be able to go in and get a figure out how to get a glass of water. And there's one thing James should do too before he leaves is talk about how he has a new podcast that is oh dropping like right now. Yeah, did you already release it? We yet? botched that with Tommy the last time. I know. <laughs> well, but we're not. He at the can end do yet. any sort of plug or anything he wants. I mean, it could be in this part of the episode. Doesn't matter. It yeah, could be so at the top um, even. But yeah, I've launched a, a new podcast. Um, well, I'd be able to figure out where water is. Yeah, in the sink. Well, I know, but like a glass. Never. Um, there's, there's the uh, cupboard or the right next to the refrigerator, to the left is where the cups are. Cool. Sorry, James. Good. So yeah, I've launched a, a new podcast. It's called Tune In Next Week. Yeah. Um, and it's I, I don't want to say it's high concept because it's really not, but the idea behind it is I'm not able to record a podcast. So each episode is me apologizing for two or three minutes <laughs> of why you can't of why I can't do it. So like the first one, I made up some story about how I got beat up by kids and they took my uh, lunch money and shoes mm -hmm. and tied me to a flagpole. Um, this past week, I actually talked about my trip to Austin, and this will go on and on for however long I can keep it up. So so like each episode then kind of has like a backstory of why you couldn't do the episode. Exactly. Oh, nice. And, like, I haven't been too open about it on, like, my um, podcast page or yeah, my yeah. social media, even though I did hint at something, like, not, like, 
nine months ago, I made like a post on Twitter and said, you know, I want to do a podcast exactly like this. And yeah, yeah. Finally, had enough like follow through to do it. But yeah, it's just an excuse for me to have like just this long running gag for however long I can keep it up. <laughs> as long as the inspiration's there, that's cool. Yeah, and then you just from there just talk about whatever you want. Yeah, just leave oh. it like uh, two, three, five minutes, like however long it takes to just, you know, tell my story for that week. Oh, so it's not like a long form thing. It's no, just a it's quick hit. No, it's extremely short. That's cool. Oh, wow. I like that. That's a cool idea. Yeah. That's it's really something cool. where, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, I don't have time to listen to Joe Rogan's podcast for three hours. That's great. Mine is three and a half minutes. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Listen to it while you're walking the dog real quick or, yeah. singing, or something. For the singing, I think um, you should, I should, uh, we should both wear a headphone. Like, like we'll pass the headphone, right? Or like the headphones, like in if between. If you want. Or off headphones, one or the other. We'll go off headphones because that's the control. Okay, cool. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, let me give you the lyrics. Yeah. You remember how the song goes, right? Uh, kind of. I listened to it like twice. Oh, jeez. You're the one who said you wanted to pick this song. Uh, well, because you started singing it, so I just went with what you were doing. Um, it might, you know, to just keep it from turning off by moving it around a little. It's just that I know you've been hurt by someone else. I mean, I can you... tell by the way you carry yourself. Yeah, but, but if you let me, here's what I'll do. I'll take care of you. That's that was the line that you. I went. That was not sung at all. Verse. You need to put more effort. In. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the example. I, I technically, uh, I did some of the second verse. If you feel comfortable, you can do the second, like the the first two chunks, if you want. I mean, because it might take you a line or two to even find your voice, dude. Eh, like fuck it, it, I'm going off the cuff. I'm shooting from the hip on this bitch. Are you just doing I'm the gonna, top? I'm uh, gonna. Stanza? I'm gonna sing what I just said. All right. And then, it is what it is. Hold on, let me pop the headphones off. Damn, I'm just, this is gonna get just nervous. as nervous again. More nervous, probably. Because I can't even remember how the fucking song goes. Do you need to play it? Let's play it for a second. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, I'm going to play the first two verses, because I'm going to just sing the other few lines there. Um, or whatever it is. I'll... Uh... Alright, that's what I'll say. Do this part. Well, no, because okay. that's not. I've I, in the in the you didn't little, listen to it enough. Okay. In, in the little preparation that Just I've the done. Just the first part. Yeah. Okay. Alright, here it is. <laughs> oh shit! You got this. Alright. I know you've been hurt. 
by someone else I can tell by the way you carry yourself but if you let me here's what I'll do I'll take care of you all right good enough yes all right, all right. now it's your turn all right <clears throat> Hold on, wait. What are we judging on here? Singing. Who's better? Yes. James. <laughs> who hits the lyrics? Yeah. Who hits the lyrics more? What are we judging on? Um, who looks better when they sing? Yeah. All right. Oh man, my face is flush. <clears throat> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I know you've been hurt by someone else. I can tell by the way you carry yourself. But if you'll let me, here's what I'll do. I'll take care of you. I'll just end there, too. Okay. Oh, you weren't going to do that? No. All right, all right. No, 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 no. no. That's not the competition. No, no, no. <laughs> Loved and lost. The same as you. You went over time. So did you. <laughs> I win the tube and throat singing. You win the singing competition. Right. Deal. <laughs> Canceled out. <laughs> Both due to disqualification. Yeah. All right, James. James. I think Mike gets this one. Okay, I'll give it to him. All right. I, I, I do Reasoning. Think um, he put more soul into it. Yeah, more soul. and I think he's he, also been. He, he's also, I guess, more familiar with the song. Yeah, than that's you are, a big so. problem. Yeah. yeah, that was good. That would be a like if you want to like run this back. It might be um, yeah, it might be best to pick something that both of you guys May, are. Everyone would know, like at last yeah. or something or. <laughs> yes, please sing at a James. Yes. <laughs> My time. I don't even know the words. Yeah. <laughs> My time has come and gone. Yeah, That's see, what it I is. see the tone. I don't. I can't do it. I, that would be a tough one. Let's not do that. No, song. that's that's one no, that's like another one. karaoke song. People yeah. shouldn't try to say. Yeah, I don't even. Know Unless you can fucking with. sing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to run. We'll have to figure that out in the future. All right. All so, star by Smash Mouth. Yes. Hey now, you're um, an all star. Oh uh, <laughs> shit! How's it start? Damn. Bam. Bam. Ah, oh, fuck. I know all the words to that goddamn song, Everyone too. Everyone knows all the words to that song. No, that's Walking on the Sun. Some. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was actually Somebody a cool song. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years stop coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and they hit the ground running. Did it make sense not to live for fun? Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to say. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You never know if you don't go. Glow! Never shine if you don't glow. Glow! Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now. That shit went on for way too long. That's how that's how we drum. 
<laughs> Wait, it's 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 knee clap. Eh. I That's didn't miss that cake, part. Right? I just did the first two parts. Ah, okay. That's my <laughs> drums. That's fuck. Well, um, looks yeah. like we all know the words to All Star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody loses when we all do All Star. Yeah. yeah, nobody wins on that one. Fuck. Um, we, not All Stars. So, is there anything else uh, you want to plug, James, or anything else? Uh... Um, yeah, I, I talked about uh, tune in next week. My podcast. Um, do you have like a social media for that yeah, or anything? Or um, I have a Facebook page for that. Uh, I'm in the process of slowly renaming it because it's the Facebook page for my previous podcast, The Hang. Yeah. Um. So, like, maybe in a week or two, I can change the name proper. Um. But I've also got uh, just my Instagram. Uh, follow me at James Finstagram. And is that new? Um, yeah, I recently changed my name. It used I, to be the real James Finn, is that right? I, I used no? to be James T. Finn, and then for uh, a month or two, I was uh, at Looks Like a Great Show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> and um, speaking of uh, great shows, uh, if you're in the Baltimore area, uh, Wednesday the 25th, uh, I am at uh, Das Beer Hall in Parkville. Uh, I'll be featuring for uh, Baltimore legend Mickey Coachella. Oh. $5 get you in. When's that Wednesday? Um, nice. Next, or from today, next Wednesday, the twenty fifth of uh, September. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, that'd be good. Big Mick, Big Mick, Big Mick. That's cool. Is that your first time featuring for him? Yes, that's nice. That's a big dude. That's going to be fun. I, um, I've done it a couple times. It's a lot of fun because he. I don't know if he still does, but he probably is going to have a decent audience there. Yeah, and they want to. He's still a good draw. I was going to say, yeah. does he still bring people in? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Cause... More than bar comedy. <laughs> like, <laughs> more than anyone else in bar comedy, in local bar comedy, you know, he actually has a fan base. I mean, yeah. not many comedians. Name a comedian from Baltimore that, like, even the people you know from listening to 98 Rock, like, Jim Meyer is a comedian who's been on 98 Rock a lot. He doesn't necessarily have a local fan base. He has some friends in the area and people who know him, but, yeah. like, nobody might show up from the local scene just to see the other most famous, like, who would you say is another person that you know from the Baltimore scene? Comedian? Mm-hmm. Um, well, a handful. There's... Like like a headliner that you would assume would pack a crowd? Or wh- who do you think would be a draw of any sort? I mean, the obvious ones, like Justin's, Justin yes. Schlegel, Joe, Rob Mayer. See, I don't think Rob Mayer and Joe are draws really at all. Maybe a little bit. It's hard to even find the market of people to, that know them to sell it to. I think so. I think they're big names. Maybe not Joe so much anymore, but I, I well, but Rob now, definitely is. But now you're getting a taste of what it's like on the inside of comedy. If Rob Mayer is headlining a bar show, do you expect any fans of his to show up? Uh, touch and go depends like what would be your guess as far as like average show a guy like not it's nothing to discredit rob no 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 no. and he is he does have fame he does have some national notoriety like some people know him he's been in he has some good credits he makes a living you know i believe doing comedy or at least he makes a decent income doing comedy headlines clubs but if he's at your show and you're marketing him on your Facebook page, um, word of mouth, whatever, on his social media, there's a chance no one's coming out to it. And more than average, I would say, I would say over under, I would bet the under on five people who are from a fan base on a bar show. I would say under five on average. 
for somebody like that. Really? When I booked like Larry Lancaster, who's like a bigger local comic, has a, I've heard people who know him. Nope, nobody comes out for that. Now that could just be poor promotion. Yeah. But you know, maybe if you had like a radio ad, or maybe if you put it in the newspaper, I don't know where you'd put it. Just a Facebook event, just marketing to patrons of a bar, just to your friends. It's hard, dude. There's nobody who is a draw outside of new comics. No, promotion's tricky. It really yeah, is. Yeah, brand new comics bring people usually. Because like when I was uh, when I was running my show at uh, the Home Slice, like I was booking you know solid comics, like mm-hmm. nobody nearly like a uh, like a headline type level usually because I was you know had a limited budget and running show on a Saturday. I'm not getting a headliner to come to my show for twenty bucks, um, but. You know, just marketing the actual event itself, I was able to, you know, pack the house every night really? until they decided to stop doing it for skee ball. Yeah. Home slice in Canton? <laughs> Home slice in Canton. And yeah, that just comes rocks. because you're booking like really good pizza. eight yeah. comics. You're hoping a few of them, you're giving an opportunity to somebody who's newer and it's a book show, so they might bring some people. You're booking a couple of bigger comics. Maybe they'll bring a couple people. Maybe the patrons of the bar. Maybe, but. It's still not usually there's it's a not a fan base of the people typically. Really? I don't I, think I, so. I, I was just more fan bases of the comedy show. Like certain venues have had shows that are popular because they've run a comedy show there week after week uh, for so and, long. And people know what's going on. You and, get and show regular. Yeah, it's yeah, a brand. Yeah. Uh, no different yeah. than like Color Me Funny. Color Me Funny had it within with all their venues. When we booked Dan St. Germain nobody came for Dan St. Germain. And Brandon Lascure made a thing to advertise it as much as he possibly could. We were marketing it on every subreddit that possibly could see it, every way you could think to see it. Yeah. All six of us were blasting it on our Facebook multiple times. Tag It was tagging all the comics, making sure they promoted it. Nobody came out. And Dan St. Germain, at the, he was a big comic. Yeah. So yeah. He was doing like at midnight at that time. And- yeah. Like a real comic. And, like, I mean, you know, like an actual professional comic yeah, yeah. who headlines, national tours, all that. And nobody came for it. That's wild. Yeah, we paid, we over, we got, we actually paid 50 bucks out of our pocket, plus the check from the, oyster, uh, the Dark Horse or Oyster House, whichever one it was, to even make it work. Or it might have even been Delia Foley's. But either way, we paid him more than the budget, and yeah. nobody came. Huh. I know. It's crazy. That is a that's a world I know nothing so, about. So all that being said, Mickey Coachella is the biggest draw locally. Still probably. Yeah. Justin Schlegel's up there. Wendy probably ha- is one of the next Wendy's biggest draws. gotta have a big draw. Yeah, she's definitely she's a got name. the ninety eight rock exposure and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and people like to support. This is 